Hello, this is Todd O'Brien, your host, and welcome to Evolve, the Entrepreneur Mindset. My name is Tiffany Dawn. And my superpower is bringing people together. And today I am feeling excited about being an entrepreneur. My guest today is a Canadian entrepreneur, founder, and the CEO of Adams Integrator, president of the Creative Business Cup of Canada, and the vice president of the Kitchener Waterloo Business Women's Association. She founded Adams Integrator with the vision to spread entrepreneurship worldwide and give people an opportunity to be creative, innovative, and successful no matter where they are from. She created a project called Stronger Together, which is an intensive six-day development camp for women founders from all over the world to build international connections. She seeks to create an environment for global entrepreneurs to flourish and become an inspiration for other founders across the world. Please welcome to the show, Tiffany Dawn. Tiffany, it's great to have you here today. Uh, Thanks for having me here, Todd. You have such a really cool story, and I want you to tell us a little bit about your journey of just jumping right into the entrepreneurial lifestyle. What is it about this that really drew you early on? Um, I think because I was I was working in different jobs while going to school and then becoming an accountant and doing more of the financials. And one day I'm just sitting at work and on the computer and I said, you know what, I'm so tired at looking at people as a number. And it was a fantastic job, but it, it wasn't, it was exactly what I needed for that moment. And I said, what else can I be doing? How else can I actually jump into the full potential of what my life was designed for. So I definitely, I'm a people person. So I always knew that it would be something towards entrepreneurship and the people that we help through Adams and uh, the Creative Business Cup. That's really cool. I love your phrase, not see people as a number. Mm -hmm. And in, in our world of entrepreneurialism, that still exists as well too, especially for VCs and, you know, people who have invested, you know, how do you separate that? I mean, you were in accounting and seeing people as a number is, is what I'm assuming you're talking about. And now, you know, you're also in a world where there's this, that still exists. It may not exist in what you're doing, but it still exists there. So I'm just curious as to how you approach that as well. Yeah, ah, it's a good, it's a good question. It's really, it's not hard, actually. Sometimes you just, the hardest part is taking that first step forward because it's the uncertainty. And I read in a book that that entrepreneurship is like jumping off a cliff and then building your airplane on the way down. Yeah. It's, you kind of do or don't, you know, and, um, and you almost just have to take that plunge and then everything else seems to flow into, into order. You start seeing things in more of a creative light. You uh, start having more in-depth visions of where your company is going and what you want for your company, the culture you want for your company as well. I love your ambition and your goals to help founders. And, you know, just what you just said is is kind of a springboard into this because you're really trying to reach a larger population with what you're doing. And maybe you can just expound a little bit more on what it is that you're you're actually doing and what you're trying to achieve. But just in hearing your story and kind of reading a little bit about you more and getting to know you a little bit more, I see you taking those challenges. But I also wonder what the challenges that you have also personally faced 
And what mindset have you had to set for yourself to actually do this? So maybe you can tell us a little bit about what you're doing and lofty goals and then about how that impacted you and how you're approaching it. It's never, of course, a straight journey, a straight path like we hope it is. It's a really curvy and a roller coaster with lots yeah. of hills. But starting Adam's Integrator, it was the idea, how can we connect founders with other founders and make great connections so they can start building businesses together uh, in, in Canada, where I'm from. Uh, women are opening businesses one and a half times faster than men, wow. but only 8% of those women are exporting globally. Why? Mm. Um, a lot of times it's just because we don't have that connection. We don't have that contact, but we do live in Canada, which is an extremely multicultural country. It's very beautiful. So it is very easy in a sense to go global from these countries that already have so many cultural influences in them. Some of the struggles that come along with that is mindset. Actually, really, you struggle with your mindset. I always call it Debbie Doubt. Uh, <laughs> I like to dream big and see big things for, for the business and want to do big. We're not going to live forever, but I think what we do in life should go on forever. Uh, I guess that's a legacy that we, we try to leave behind. So I thought, how what's my legacy and how can I tie that with my vision with Adam's integrator um, and the creative business cup and just by giving people opportunities and hope that they wouldn't normally have to succeed and grow their business through Adams. Like we have the platform. So we are developing right now an innovation platform, which connects uh, entrepreneurs and validates them and connects them with uh, global target markets and, and investors. So you're looking at the business financials, not just at a four minute pitch. Can they pivot? Can they execute? Um, so it's a very attractive measure to connect people in a world that's so connected now. I really like what you're saying about, you know, what you guys are doing with Adams Integrator and how you're connecting founders. I mean, there's not a lot of people who are doing this kind of work. I think it's so needed. Like founders come together in really weird places sometimes, you know, like <laughs> conferences and all this sort of stuff. But I like the fact that you have a really targeted approach to founders. And I love the fact that, you know, the, the challenge that there's challenges in this as well, too. And I just wonder, like you as a founder, what are the big challenges that you see by not connecting with other founders that drove you to do this? I think you have to be connected. You know that saying, it takes a village to raise a child. Yeah. I, I, a lot of times our businesses are our children. We treat them like it sometimes. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I sometimes it, you really do need that village to grow your, your child. You're going to need other founders. You're going to need other uh, supports if that's from your community or other businesses that we can accent and grow together. Um, in Canada, we have a, a saying, a word we like is coopetition. So <laughs> even though we're competing against each other, we're cooperating to help each other build and grow our businesses in some sort of a unity. Uh, so I think once we get that figured out that we need each other and we don't always have to hide our business and our ideas just to ourselves, that we can be vulnerable and say, this is the cool thing I'm doing. How can we collaborate or what synergies can do we have? If you start to isolate yourself, it's going to be a very hard, lonely journey and it's it's going to be tough. You really need people to uh, fuel the engine of your startup. I, I love that. And I think that you're exactly right in that and having that connection. And I think 
as a as a woman entrepreneur, I mean, let's talk about that for a minute because I love working okay. with women in business. Um, to me, they bring a really different and refreshing perspective. However, there are so many challenges in our entrepreneurial world still for women, and it really frustrates me uh, on behalf of that to say why is why is this so difficult? Why do we have so few women entrepreneurs? Why do we have so few dollars going to investment? You know, and you're addressing this um, with you know, the Stronger Together and other initiatives and things that you're doing. And I just want your thoughts around this. Like, how can we come together better as an entrepreneurial community and not just talk about this, but actually make a real difference? Yeah, no, it's 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 obviously still uh, a very large topic with women founders. There's, there's more and more women founders that are now achieving these dreams. Um, but women need support also from women and, and men, and we need to grow together. Women are fantastic. We just do things differently than guys. We Our approaches are different. Our, our views are different. We might go, instead of with our mind, we might go with our heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so we are very different in a lot of ways. But I think we need to still encourage women and, and connect them. Once a girl is connected and you see a pair of shoes and they're on sale and they're beautiful and you wear them and your friend's like, oh my gosh, I love your shoes. And you just said, yeah, this is where I got it. This is how much it was. This is how long the sale is. So women, we're very, uh, we communicate a lot. So imagine that as a networking power. Imagine that as a support power, or as a coach power, um, that we can support other women and help each other grow um, because we do face some challenges. We we do have to sometimes paddle still against the current of the way things used to be for so many years and how that's changing now. So I think just supporting each other in that that coopetition uh, that I spoke about earlier, uh, it's it's beautiful because it it works. I think in addition to that too, I'm I'm curious from your side. How do we also, it's a sort of a yes and, right? Like, yes, mm-hmm. we want women to become stronger and more connected with each other and use that network power. And how do we also help women become even more collaborative with the men in entrepreneurialism as well, too, where it's not just a women's network? I think there's a risk of just pulling this women's network and just working as entrepreneurs and growing that as opposed to how do we work better together? And I know as a man, we have our own responsibility on our side, too, to work better with women entrepreneurs. And how do we teach both sides to engage that opportunity even further that's a million dollar question <laughs> right there but but we are we are close uh, men are starting to embrace this and see wow like starting to work more with women there's more women in the workplace than than ever before and i think and the women also i think women are sometimes can be even more vicious with each other mm-hmm. um, so we almost need to look at it as we all need each other if it's male female whatever country, whatever culture, we all need each other. We all have something unique and creative that we can offer and we can learn from and we can grow and we can collaborate with. Um, And I think we need to maybe not focus on how much we have uh, still to go, but at least a step, one step at a time in the right direction that is collaborating in different partnerships, just encouraging somebody and and not uh, business can be a vicious world, but it also can be a beautiful world. Let's talk about our sponsor, Tresta. Tresta is an app for iPhone and Android, and it lets you do business calling and texting from anywhere. Being an entrepreneur is complicated, so it's important to find simplicity when you can. 
That's why Trust's mission is to simplify business communication. This is literally the best business phone app out there. Whether you just need a business phone number or if your team is ready for a complete virtual phone system, Trusta is totally flexible and can grow with your business. And best of all, it's all unlimited. Calling, texting, and all of the powerful call management features like auto attendance, call recording, user groups, and more just for $15 per user per month. With Tresta, there's no contract and you don't need any special hardware. It's just the smartphone that you're already using. It's easy to configure so that you can set everything up yourself, all online, avoiding all the hassle and high overhead costs of setting up traditional business phone system. They're offering a 30-day free trial so that you can see if Tresta's virtual phone system is right for you. Communicate smarter and more efficiently with Tresta. Start now at Tresta.com forward slash evolve. That's T-R-E-S-T-A dot com slash evolve. What are you learning about yourself in this work? Because you're working with a lot of entrepreneurs, women, men, different people. What is it that is really resounding for you? Wow, that's that's a good question because it is a very deep journey when you start a business. Yeah. Um, even with the rebranding that that I'm doing right now with with the company, you really look inside. What what are your passions? Why are you doing this? What is the reason behind this? What are you trying to succeed? And you have to ask some deep questions. Do I have what it takes? Do I have the right people that it takes? Do I have the right vision? If this doesn't work, what's my next pivot? What's my next my option B, C, D, E? So you learn a lot about perspective. Persistence, 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 persistence. We've all did silly mistakes in business, but it's how you recover from those. It's just keep going off after that prize, keep going after the light at the end of the tunnel and, and don't give up. That persistence is key because there's days that it's so easy just to throw in the towel and say, I'm just going to go get another job. Yeah. <laughs> and nine to five, some days it's like that. But, um, but no, I think it's the persistence of following your dream because there's a lot of fulfillment, a lot of purpose that you hold uh, in your heart that you're doing something you love to do uh, and you are making a difference and you're getting excited about this difference. Yeah, I love that. And I think it's a it's a great positive sort of mindset approach to how you can really enter into this work and make a big, vast difference, which I think is really cool. And it kind of leads me to what we talk a lot about on this podcast, which is self-awareness, because mm-hmm. you have to also, at the same time, having this great positive attitude of pushing forward and doing more, you also have to kind of watch around you and see what's going on and how how you're impacting others, how others are impacting you. And I just wonder, like, what have you learned about yourself And how is awareness playing out for you or self-awareness playing out for you? I learned that I'm tougher than I look. (laughs) That's what I learned about myself. I'm I'm a lot tougher than sometimes I give myself credit for. Yeah. Looking back and you don't realize it when it's, when you're plowing through the the nitty gritty and 
Uh, you're just taking it day by day and just head down and plowing through what you have to. But it's when you look back, when you make progress and you look back and you're like, wow, how did I pull that off? How did I, how did I do that? Like, for example, with the Creative Business Cup, when I, I was the founder, the one who brought it to, to Canada. Oh my goodness. We had the first Creative Business Cup after getting the rights. We had three months to pull off the first Creative Business Cup. We went to the global finals with our national winner. And then when we got to, to Denmark, they said, okay, we're switching our global finals from November to the summer because the summer is lovely in Denmark, not <laughs> November. <laughs> so we had six months to run the second Creative Business Cup and the team came together and pulled off miracles. I don't even know how, how it all came together at the end of it, but it was amazing because uh, this year, uh, I guess last year at the Creative Business Cup, a company from Quebec called On Nanotech, they won most creative startup out of the Americas and they're oh, using wow. nanotechnology to turn air into drinkable water. And I'm just thinking there's some really awesome entrepreneurs out there doing incredible things. And, and I'm privileged that I am able to do something like the Creative Business Cup or Adam's integrator and, and help them and give opportunities so they can just shine. When he was there, he got contracts. They're doing fantastic. They're, they're developing this great product that's going to help people's lives around the world. We see this a lot, just what you're describing around, around the world where people are coming together, actually trying to do more projects that have a, a, an impact on our environment, on, you know, our societies and so forth. And so it's great. It's great that uh, you're able to sort of see all this and absorb all this as you go along. So I, you know, I'd like to, to shift gears a little bit too and just talk a little bit about the people around you. This is one of the fascinating things to me when I talk to entrepreneurs is they all have different situations. I mean, some people don't necessarily have a, a family life and they're just driving down this entrepreneurial path. Other people have, you know, kids and they're managing, you know, taking care of uh, a family while they're doing their entrepreneurial work. And I just wonder for you, like who around you is your support and how is that impacting you in your business? Oh yeah, the support is key and, and, and it does get tricky juggling a uh, family life and uh, an entrepreneur life because it's so hectic and crazy, especially in the beginning. But it definitely is the people around you, the like-minded people around you that are dreamers and are go-getters and do want to make tomorrow a better place. And it's also your family that's watching you live, live out the purpose that you were designed for and seeing you happy going to work instead of just kind of miserable talking around on Monday, Monday, it's more of an exciting day when you're an entrepreneur, yeah. um, but it's definitely the family. Uh, my son, I have, I guess we call it mom guilt sometimes where we, I travel for work or I'm, I'm working crazy hours and we feel guilty because we are still a mom. I tell women, don't feel that way because your kids learn so much from watching you, not hearing you. How many times do we tell our kids to do something? They don't do it, but they really do what we do. So sometimes we have to lead with example of being brave enough to pursue a career, a business, uh, something we're passionate about because it does take some strength and some bravery to to attract that. My son, actually, he's going to be 16 in April. So he is uh, a lot bigger than me now and <laughs> uh, he's growing up really fast. And it's nice to see some of the things he was able to learn and pull out of my life um, starting a business. And now he's uh, doing some video editing and photography and finding himself and thinking more entrepreneurial and having that perspective that he saw from, from I guess, my life. So it's been encouraging to see him take that and run with it and, and use it to 
Uh, better his life also. Yeah. There's an old saying that entrepreneurs make entrepreneurs. And I think that's very true in family. You know, <laughs> my dad was an entrepreneur and his dad was an entrepreneur. And so, you know, you hear these stories a lot, but I really like what you're saying about, you know, allowing your kids to see you in these different lights. And, you know, I think there's a, there's a side of this too, that, you know, as entrepreneurs, I think sometimes we think we always have to be working. Shutting it off every once in a while is good too. Taking a hiatus or a break from the phone and just spending time with the people that you love is super important as well too. And it it speaks volumes, I think, when they know how important your work is to you for you to shut it off for a little while and and just to take that time. So it sounds like you've had some good, uh, some good times with your, your kids as well too. So, Absolutely. Uh, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I love what you were saying earlier about the, uh, mm-hmm. was it collaboration or something? Coopetition. Coopetition, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Very, a very Canadian way of looking at it, which I think is awesome. I think there's been some brilliant entrepreneurs come out of Canada uh, and are continuing to grow in that market. What are you most excited about in Canada with the entrepreneur? scene? Uh, It's exploding. It's exciting. There's some great people, some smart people, some people doing some amazing things with their product. I just get to see cafes full of entrepreneurs working together, sharing ideas. And we see it's working here. Um, Actually, the city I'm from in Canada is called uh, Waterloo. And Waterloo, it's uh, where BlackBerry actually started uh, the cell phone. And um, after BlackBerry fell, it's almost like they left all these little seeds of talent behind Mm. uh, when they ended up going out of business. This talent stayed in the Waterloo region and started tech companies and and starting their own uh, companies. And and now Kitchener-Waterloo is the second most dense ecosystem for startups next to Silicon Valley. Uh, and there's huge companies coming out of that. Uh, uh, a friend of mine, Marcelo Cortes, he's one of the co-founders of FAIR. Uh, he was just in Forbes. Uh, he just became a unicorn here in Canada. Nice. Uh, so there's a lot of success, a lot of support and a good vibe in the city. Everyone, all the the cafes and the companies, the community, everyone's pitching in to support these ideas and these these startups and and watch them do great things because we definitely take pride in that in, in our in our city and in our country. You know, I want to thank you first of all for just for just taking the time to sort of share your inspiration with us. And I always am curious who is behind the inspiration for you. And so what, you know, what books or podcasts or other people or things that are inspiring you today? Well, I love your podcast. I am not joking. You I did not pay you to say stuff. that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> the checks in the mail, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I like, I love podcasts that are just real. They're not 10 steps for this or two steps for this. Yeah. And, and it, there's never, there's never a 10 step anything to anywhere. Um, every journey is so unique. Uh, every person on this journey is so unique. So it's going to look different. I love the podcast that where it's just real. It's about real life, real struggles, real successes, real questions, real issues. I think we're tired, I guess, of the fake the filters on life. I find that we need to remove those filters and, and really see the beauty that life holds um, in that through entrepreneurship or in growing yourself personally through this business. So Very well said. And thank you, Tiffany, for your time today. It was great to meet you a month or so ago, and I just knew it would be awesome to sit down with you and to have this podcast. So thanks for taking the time. Absolutely. My pleasure.